the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship in business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomkline.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at shalomkline. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. So let's jump right in. I am thrilled to be joined by Brian Shane, who uh, together with his wife, uh, Patricia Lafferty, uh, they are management consultants. And uh, in their book, The Leadership-Driven Method to Performance Measurement, um, they lay out a roadmap for public and non-for-profit organizations to deal effectively with ongoing issues and achieve strategic goals. So with that in mind, it is my pleasure to invite, to invite Brian Shane to the program. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Sean. Look forward to talking to you in your audience. Absolutely. So I know you've been uh, at this for a little while, since 1985. You've been uh, doing a lot of consulting, um, and you've already written a book called The 3P Approach to Governance, the how-to book on improving decision-making in the public sector. Really, this book, again, The Leadership-Driven Methods Performance Measurement, is is really, really an essential read. So let's first start with your background. Um, Brian, how did you get into this line of work and become the subject matter expert that you are today? Um, I, uh, was in graduate school, I met my wife, um, and we were looking, uh, you know, you finish graduate school and you're looking to begin a career and consulting seemed to be the one that offered the best opportunity for me. Um, I, I just like the idea that, um, the opportunities changed um, regularly the challenges were different, and um, the performance measurement approach uh, evolved because we saw so many examples of project leaders or management leaders in the public sector being unable to make a decision because they didn't have timely, accurate, and complete information. And um, if, when you see somebody hit, hitting a wall over and over again, you decide to do something against it. I go for it, and uh, um, so eventually, you know, we wrote a bunch of articles on how you do it better, much better, and uh, um, it, it evolved from there. And uh, we just got more and more effective at doing it. And so later in our careers, we thought rather than uh, keep the intellectual property, you know, we would share it um, and, and make it available to people because it's. It, you know, while it is a technical subject, you know, 
the victory rate is a how-to book. And so it is a how-to book, indeed. A lot of um, work in that area. Absolutely. And it's a very important read uh, indeed. So again, Leadership Driven Method, the LDM to performance measurements. We're not going to have time to go through everything, um, but I know that it is a how-to book based on a couple of, uh, well, there are acronyms because everything always requires a good acronym. So I'm seeing a PMS, a PMA, a PMIS, and a PMI. Can you explain a little bit about why those are so important uh, in this Leadership Driven Method? Um, part of it is that the leadership driven method is it requires the leadership of whoever's running the organization. But the power of this book is that it can be used for a, a person who is just running a, a small shop, or it can be used for a whole department. Um, and the acronyms um, help to distinguish the different terminologies that are used because often. Uh, Performance measurement gets confused with a lot of other things. And um, so we have a lot of tools in the book that, that it can be used to diagnose issues with existing performance measurement systems. So it's what we call the windows. And um, a lot of the tools and techniques there are designed to be able to be used directly from the book to diagnose the current situation of performance measurement systems. So it's designed to fix existing systems as well as to develop new ones. But since the vast majority of performance measurement systems exist and need to be improved, that's why the diagnostic tools will allow you to determine where you are. And from there, there are many uh, tools in the book that will help. There's a methodology and there's also three case studies showing how this methodology has been applied to major crime projects, training, development, and procurement. Mm-hmm. Very, very helpful indeed. So again, I'm shining with Brian Shane. Um, we're talking about the leadership driven method, um, which is so important indeed. And for our audience, uh, mostly made up of small business owners, entrepreneurs, I'm always curious what the big takeaway, what is the thing that you want our listeners to remember if they, if they hear nothing else in this conversation? Um. The one thing that's real important, um, I'll give you an analogy. Um, back in the 70s, I worked with Pollution Probe, and we tried to get people to um, understand the importance of recycling. Um, nobody nobody really cared back then. But Ten years later, the three R's became um, a business practice that, or a household practice that uh, everyone adopted. So... Today, performance measurement um, is a navigation system. Um, every business, whether it's public sector, private sector, is filled with constantly changing conditions. And the ability to, to be able to react and drive your business forward um, can only be done with information. Um, so performance measurement is key because it's a navigation system. It helps you to go left, right, round the corner, but keep going in, in in the, the direction you want to, to achieve your strategic direction. And, uh, and without it, um, organizations will fail. So um, I, I guess I liken it to um, if you were going to buy something like a house or a car, you would do your diligence and um, explore every angle before you made that purchase. Businesses are the same, especially in the public sector. They have to have that due diligence 
And this book provides the ability to develop a rigorous performance management system that will give you the information that you need to steer your your, your business or your uh, organization in the right direction. And the only thing you can expect today is change constantly and every time. So in order to steer, you may have to have the information to allow you to navigate towards your directory. Sometimes it'll be slow, sometimes it'll be fast, but the only thing you can count on is change. So um, you can see why that's important. Absolutely, indeed. Um, great advice right there, again, from uh, from somebody who's been doing this for uh, quite a few years. I know since 1985, you and your wife have been dedicated to this. So as we come to a conclusion in our conversation, what is next um, for you? Is there another book in store? And um, and where have you been dedicating your practice uh, throughout the pandemic? And, and where do you plan to uh, to go from here? Uh, sure, we're at the end of our career, so... Um... We devoted uh, five years of our life to writing, uh, publishing, and promoting. So uh, Churchill said that uh, the book is like uh, an amusement, then it becomes a mistress, a master, and then a tyrant. We're at the tyrant stage. <laughs> so we're um, using um, our time now to promote the book. And, uh, That's great. Well, um, perhaps that's the most important homework design we can leave our listeners with right here as we come to a conclusion in our conversation with the one and only Brian Shane. How can people get a hold of the book? Well, let's let's plug it again. What's the name of the book? How can they get a hold of you? And how can they purchase a copy? Um, you can purchase it on Amazon or any of the major uh, um, houses. That do it. It's available as a hard copy or as a soft copy. Um, you can contact me at uh, bpcgallery.com, bpcgallery.com, or you can call me at 613-277-8912. Fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, Brian Chen, really appreciate you sharing your expertise with all of our listeners in Chicago and around the world. Definitely I encourage everybody to get in touch with you and pick up a copy of the book wherever Books are sold. It's a great read. It's the second, as I understand it, of, uh, of, of your writings. And I know you share a lot of your expertise with our listeners. And speaking of expertise, coming up after the break, we've got more small business jobs and entrepreneurship um, after the quick break of some commercials. So don't touch that dial. I also encourage you to get in touch with our sponsor, Tony Rabali from HealthPlanChicago.com. HealthPlanChicago.com for all of your Affordable Care Act and health insurance needs. Their phone number is 630-863-3477. 630-863-3477. And the website again, healthplanchicago.com. Once again, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back and get down to business. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Uh, you can always get on my website, shalomkline.com. And I'm thrilled to be joined by our next guest, Juby Vilsius, who has a background uh, in uh, IT, and I know uh, started Yellowtail Tech, an ed tech company solving a big market problem, which we're going to talk about in just a moment. Juby, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you, Shalom, for having me. Absolutely. It's an honor and privilege. So I know you are uh, based in Maryland. You're a tech expert. Um, but again, as I said in the lead-in over here, you have been focusing through your company called Yellowtail on solving a big problem. What, the, what did you discover uh, that problem to be? Well, I've discovered that in order for us to close that gap um, th that exists in um, the IT industry where there are literally thousands, 
of jobs that go on fill every day, we need to train more people with no IT background. So we specifically have training designed and intended for people with no IT background. So that's what we do. Absolutely. You're, you're preaching to the choir, my friend, because um, that's something that's so passionate um, for me of trying to uh, bridge that skills gap. Um, there's so many jobs that are available and, and people that are looking for jobs. What if we could just connect the dots? And that's exactly what you and your team at Yellowtail Tech is all about. So, you know, Juby, I, I, as I Googled in preparation for this conversation, when I search for training for technology, um, certainly I come across with a, with a term called boot camps. Why are boot camps not solving the problem? Well, boot camps are not solving the problem because they are um, just intended for what people say they want. They say they want things fast. They say they want things uh, quick. And uh, typically, a boot camp is something between two weeks and two months. And we know, uh, we've actually seen the data that if you have absolutely no IT background, it will take you more than two months to actually properly transition. So we, are, we position our brand, our programs, our anti-bootcamp, because we know it takes on average between six to nine months to actually get the training you need, and an additional five months on average to actually prep you, get you ready, do mock interview, give you the internship, and the hands-on necessary to actually uh, transition. So bootcamp don't do the trick, especially for the, for the uh, group of people I chose to serve, which is people with no IT background. Mm-hmm. You're definitely solving, as we said in the beginning, a huge market problem, helping companies, helping individuals, which is great. And you're not trying to uh, be everything to all people. I know that your focus is the Linux operating system and the uh, AWS cloud computing where you see the opportunities. And we're going to talk about how you deliver that, uh, frankly, far more effectively than some of these boot camps uh, to ensure you're helping people get ready for success. But let's talk about uh, some other people that have seen success. And that's you, Juby. Uh, I know, again, your background, um, you have have, uh, quite an interesting story. And I know that you have a journey into the IT world. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and why you became so passionate, not just about this for yourself, but frankly, helping others as well? Yes, um, I have a background in management information system. I went to school to actually get a degree in management information system. But what happened is after I graduated, I realized that I don't have any specific set of skills that I can go to an employer and say, hey, start me off and tomorrow morning I can start delivering value to you. So I I realized that I, I knew a little bit about a lot of topics from college, but I didn't have any specific set of skills. So I actually found a mentor by accident uh, who trained me on the Linux operating, operating system specifically. And within six months after the program and helping me through uh, um, getting ready for the job, I actually was ready. I had something to sell specifically on top of my degree. And I told him, thank you. And one day I will actually do this for a living to actually build this up and deliver it to people. So what I've realized is a lot of people who come to me, they have a degree and sometimes even an IT, but they don't have that specific set of skills to go sell to the market. So that's what got me passionate It actually took me about 12 years after college to actually dive into this uh, um, very well, but we actually um, um, did it. 
we now have uh, programs that are specifically designed, specifically intended for people with no IT background, where you come out with a job title. You know exactly what you will be doing when you come out, when you graduate from my program. And it's frankly, like, some uh, really good salaries and some really, really good exactly. opportunities working with some large companies, regardless of whether you want to go into the corporate world or you want to go into that small business world, there are opportunities for you, which is huge. So, Juby, I mean, congratulations, because you certainly have had that journey and going from management information systems um, to uh, certainly uh, now, essentially, you're in education. Really, you're in education. You're helping people uh, to uh, to set people up for success, um, which is what education is all about, which is a segue to my next question. Uh, question. I'm really curious. You're talking a lot about the pivot from uh, somebody that may have no technology, no IT background at all, and teaching them everything. But what about the folks that take that knowledge, like yourself, take that knowledge in information systems, in IT? Can you pivot from IT, um, uh, uh, not just from a non-technical background, but how can others like you use that knowledge and apply it also in their entrepreneurial journeys? For a business owner that might be listening, how can that strong foundation technology help them out in the future? Oh yeah, it definitely can uh, um, can help because don't forget there are so many jobs and this is a field that's growing exponentially. If you have a set of expertise, one thing I would advise anyone who uh, want to transition from an expert, a professional, into uh, into training uh, other professional is to pick pick a niche because no one is interested about the jack of all trades anymore. Pick, pick a niche, niche, make sure you are the subject matter expert in that niche, and go ahead and train people up for the job. And that's what we did. That's why we specifically and jealously only focus on Linux and AWS, because AWS is built on Linux, because we want to be the subject matter expert. We want to be the best in the business that understand this particular field. And we think we've, uh, we've actually achieved that. So make yourself a subject matter expert. Uh, don't go wide, go deep. And you could carve, easily carve a, a, a place for yourself as an educator and an entrepreneur. Absolutely, and for those that uh, are have heard the 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 sort of uh, term thrown around that you know masters the new bachelors and all that sort of stuff, everybody's talking about going to college. Which, again, don't want to downplay uh, the college piece of things. What would you say? Are there are there reasons why uh, some people might want to consider something a little different, whether it's a boot camp or whether it's certainly your uh, your amazing amazing program at uh, Yellowtail Tech? I would suggest to look at a boot camp if you have some solid IT background in whatever field you want to get in. But if you don't, if you are coming in with absolutely no IT background, stay away from short, fast, intensive boot camps. And also, uh, definitely stay away from a master's in IT or go back to college for a bachelor's in IT. Uh, nowadays, um, the the typical four-year format is not able to keep up with how this industry is moving, is, is, uh, is changing regularly. So um, only for IT though. I'm not saying that uh, this is true if you want to become a lawyer, but if you want uh, to get into IT, you already have a degree, stay away from going back to college. Good Find advice right a there. program that can actually train you on specifically the job you intend to go deliver. 
good advice right there. Again, uh, Jibby, really enjoying this conversation. You've certainly shared a lot of expertise. But Jibby, as we come to a conclusion in our conversation, I'm curious what's next for Yellowtail uh, as technology continues to evolve, and certainly in the uh, in your area of focus, Linux and AWS. I know things continue to change. How have you and your team continued to innovate as well? Um, we well, we've just launched uh, not too long ago the AWS for Jobs, which is the natural progression of Linux. Now Linux is not only the operating system uh, um, that's mostly used, but it's also the operating system that powers the cloud. So we've launched the AWS for Jobs, and also we're gonna launch Data Tech for Jobs because we've also seen because of the uh, well a rise of cloud computing, there's a lot of data centers that need people who understand uh, 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 Linux and uh, a cloud to be able to manage those uh, data, those big football field size data centers. So we are also going to start uh, training data center technicians. JB, I've enjoyed this conversation. I know everybody's gonna wanna learn more about Yellowtail. How can we get in touch with you and your team? Yes, definitely. Uh, just type Yellowtail. You can Google us, Yellowtail Tech. You can go on, uh, on our website, Yellowtail.tech, or check us out on all the platforms. It's always Yellowtail Tech. Yellowtail Tech. I love it. And certainly, I, I love the branding that you have. Certainly, that Yellowtail, a big exclamation mark right there at the end because uh, you bring energy to everything that you do. You're helping people get set up for great, not just good, but great careers in the future. I encourage all of our listeners to check out Yellowtail.tech or just Google Yellowtail. Juby, thanks so much for joining us. We'll quick break here and get down to business. We'll be right back. Thank you. Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And I have a real treat in store for you. I'm joined by Edgar Vitari, the entrepreneur and co-founder of Suave premium tequilas from the highlands of mexico edgar welcome to the program yeah thank you so much Shalom. good to be here absolutely your uh tequila won uh many awards uh especially over the past year i know the usa spirits tequila of the year i wish we'd be able to share it with our listeners but it's not only uh not a vis- visual uh, program unfortunately we can't share tequila over the airwaves but uh, i'm a little bit jealous right now but edgar i want to start by getting to know you a little bit um you have had Quite a journey in your uh, in 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 the route to or towards becoming the tequila of the year. How did you get started? Yeah, so the original idea, you know, you had a you have a lot of growth in the tequila category. So a lot of brands, you know, they they commercialize the brands. Um, there's been a lot of success, but then you see a couple of brands, uh, you know, starting to take shortcuts. So Suave itself was founded with the idea, you know, to create a very pure product. One that actually, you know, resembles how tequila was historically created. You know, we're 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 slowly seeing a gravitational shift in the industry towards more artisanal processes. So that's where Suave comes in, and you know, we basically want to recreate, you know, what tequila was meant to be in the first place, right? Absolutely, and I know that we can have a really long conversation about the difference between uh, tequila and some other. Um, some other uh, like mezcal and, and so on. So uh, let's just cover the very basics over here. How long does it actually take for a tequila to produce? So that depends. So if, if you're looking at it from a holistic perspective, all the way from the field, you know, you'll have your agaves growing between five or six years uh, to be ready for harvest. Once you harvest them, you know, the process itself is relatively quick. Um, I guess the, the really lengthy part of the process comes in the aging side of things. 
So that depends if you want to create an extrañejo, if you want to create a posado. You know, an extrañejo needs to be aged for three years at least to be considered, you know, an XA. Uh, reposado needs at least two months of aging, so it really just depends what you're trying to create. Mm-hmm. And um, again, we're ch- this is the very first conversation we've ever had um, with a uh, amazing uh, tequila uh, company uh, co-founder and entrepreneur, which is awesome. Again, I'm chatting with Edgar Vitari from Suave Premium Tequila from the Highlands of Mexico in Jalisco, which is uh, just absolutely awesome. And I know that you pride yourself on that handmade single field, 100% agave which is absolutely awesome so uh it's sort of dumb question over here but what is agave okay so agave so it's, that's an interesting question there's actually dozens of varieties of agave so agaves are a very traditional plants you know here in mexico you find them a lot in deserty areas so it's 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 actually pretty interesting you know how our ancestors actually thought of even harvesting the agave plant and trying to make juice out of it <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's, it's a very efficient plant, I would say. It doesn't require a whole lot of water. Interesting. So, Edgar, when you were a kid, um, did you ever dream that you were going to become a, uh, a tequila company owner? Never. <laughs> so when, when did that aha moment uh, take place? Okay, yeah. So, so it actually started with, my, with our dad. You know, I have a couple siblings as well that are involved in the project. And, um, yeah, our dad kind of pushed us towards the industry. You know, a lot of his friends, they're in the industry as well. And he just appreciated the art of making tequila. So, you know, he kind of dreamt of having his own brand or family brand. So that's where we came in. And here you are today, definitely working with your family, which is awesome. So certainly there's another dynamic to this conversation, family business, which is great. So right now, again, you're based in Mexico, but you are, I'm assuming, um, uh, exporting uh, your 100% agave tequila um, which I know is amazing because you've won many accolades around the world. So what has that process been um, in terms of exporting and marketing and distributing um, your amazing brands? One thing to, to, to have discovered the, uh, the secret sauce as it, uh, as it uh, is in tequila, um, yeah. but what about getting the word out? Yeah, so, so we actually started exporting to the U.S. Um, kind of ironic because we, we started in the U.S. before Mexico, just because Mexico has a pretty high tax rate on, on alcohol products. And after the US, we actually just entered the UK as well. Pretty interesting market, you know, the branding's consistent. And we're just very, we're targeting, you know, people that, like aficionados, you know, people that appreciate good quality products and that know how to identify a good quality product. Actually, just by looking at it, you can tell a good tequila from, you know, another level of tequila. Absolutely. Edgar, I have about 30 seconds left um, before we have to uh, get people over to your website. Edgar, as an entrepreneur yourself, what advice would you have for fellow business owners that might be tuning in? Perfect. Yeah, I would definitely say if you're entering a saturated market, you know, as is tequila, we're a relatively new brand. Definitely consider doing abstract things in the market. You know, look at the things that no other brand is doing. And that's how you'll send out, you know, easier than the rest. For us, you know, it was resorting back to artisanal process and other methods, but every industry has their own unique uh, side of things. That's for sure. Edgar, I love what you're doing. I can't wait to have you back because I know we could have a lot of conversations about uh, some of the uh, work you're doing to uh, stand out, as you said, being unique, which is great. Again, I've been chatting with Edgar Vitari, the entrepreneur and co-founder, Suave Premium Tequila um, in Mexico. Edgar, how can we learn more about your product, your brand, and certainly about you? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, so you can definitely visit us on Instagram or Facebook. We're on, just under Suave Tequila. Our website as well, just suavetequila.com. A lot of information on there. And uh, 
Yeah. Well, Edgar, I can't wait to have you back on. Congratulations on all of your success. I look forward to following you and um, tasting this 100% agave with no industrial intervention uh, processes. Uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. And I know all of our listeners will want it as well. So we'll link through our website. A quick break here and get down to business. We'll be back with more small business jobs and entrepreneurship when we return in just a moment. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We are back. My next guest, and he is an author, entrepreneur, speaker, investment expert, and the founder and CEO of Stock Squirrel, a new fintech that uh, democratizes stock ownership. That's John Filoni. John, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's an honor and privilege. I know that you are very passionate that money should not be the focal point of folks' time and energy when it comes to business. It is all about relationships, and that's why you wrote this fantastic read, The Covenant Secret, an inspirational tale about uncovering the seven master keys of wisdom and wealth, and indeed, that's what we all want to do. So, John, again, thanks for joining us. I always love to get to know the person behind the microphone. How did you become so passionate about business, but also relationships in business? Well, uh, my background is Wall Street for 40 years, and uh, not only as a stockbroker, but uh, in management. And I just saw that uh, everything has to do with relationships. As a matter of fact, we always talk about, uh, is business about money or is it about people? And most, (laughs) most people will say it's about money, obviously, but that's not the case because even the way we get to money is through people. So... That was my passion throughout my career is just uh, working on the people aspect of business. That's huge indeed. So again, that's why you wrote this, uh, this great book, A Covenant Secret, Inspirational Tale, about uncovering the seven master keys of wisdom and wealth. So um, you certainly make the case in the book, which I've had the opportunity to read. Your business, no matter what it is, will be nothing without people. From stakeholders, clients, and customers, partners, people are the bottom line. So my first question is, you know, we have, we're having this conversation with a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners. Some people may say, hey, that might be true of large companies like Google and LinkedIn and all sorts of things like that. Yes, they need people. They need people. What about my small business? I just am really passionate about making um, socks and scarves. Why do mm-hmm. I need people? What do you have to say to them? Well, I, I mean, the bottom line is every constituency in your businesses regarding people, uh, not only your team, um, your investors, etc., but uh, customers. So no matter what you do, you have to build that relation- relationship with your team, your customers, all of the different constituencies. For sure. And I know you are fond of using that term, a covenant. So what is a covenant relationship and how does it apply to business? Yeah, a covenant uh, is a very powerful word. Word. It's biblical. It's be. It's be beyond even fiduciary. And um, uh, you know, I, I saw that in business that that the the strongest relationship was the professional client relationship. And what that is is you know, being handled by clerks is not such a big deal. But when you deal with a covenant professional client relationship. That is a special uh, beyond fiduciary where every decision you make with that individual um, uh, is in their best interest and not yours. 
Interesting. Uh, absolutely. So that is the covenant that we've been chatting about. Um, and you mentioned in your book the business question of what's more important, people uh, or money. I have a feeling I know where this is going, but um, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Well, again, I mean, the, the only way you can get money, whether it be from investors or whether it be from customers, is through people. So the, the basic, uh, you know, uh, your relationship, whether it be with the investors or uh, with customers, has to do with the people function uh, of the relationship. And the money aspect is, you know, is the score on the scoreboard, but that's not the game. Interesting. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. So in the book, you use some stories to talk about some of these concepts uh, about the seven master keys. And if we have time, we'll go into it. But why use a story um, to explain these concepts? And uh, who is your Tom Crawford? Yeah, interesting. Uh, Well, all of uh, Wendell Holmes said history tells lies about real people and fiction tells the truth about imaginary ones. And the reason I tell the story aspect of it is uh, is it's to engage the reader to put themselves in the story uh, within the different characters. And a story will have you uh, be more intimate with the lessons that are being learned by the characters. And, you know, and my Tom Crawford is, is a mentor that I've had throughout my life, starting with your parents and different people uh, along uh, my career uh, who have helped me at critical times. Interesting. Again, I'm chatting with John Filoni, um, certainly an impressive individual. I know that you are an author, entrepreneur, speaker, investment expert, and the founder and CEO of Stock Squirrel, which we'll talk about a little bit more after the break. Um, but somebody may think that since this is a business story and you're such a businessman, is your book only for business people? What do you tell them? Oh, absolutely not. And, and again, even our li- everything in our lives, in the, enriching, in the enrichment of it, the experience of it, has to do with people. So in the book, we're covering uh, a whole host of ways to enhance a relationship, to optimize a relationship. And again, not, not only in business, but in every aspect of our lives, because every aspect of our lives uh, regards people. Indeed. Again, the book is called The Covenant, Secret, and Inspirational Tale about uncovering the seven master keys of wisdom and wealth. And just before we go to break, um, I know you have also written, uh, you were the co-author of the bestseller, The Fall of the House of Hutton, the story of the fall of the Wall Street powerhouse, E.F. Hutton. Um, So uh, are are you working on a third book already? Oh, yeah. And the, the third, I have a, a couple of books complete that will be released over the next uh, uh, several months. But uh, they, they all happen to be parables similar to the Covenant Secret kind of story where I'm delivering lessons uh, in the parable form so that people can put themselves in the story and learn more from it. And hopefully uh, it, uh, people will find it useful. Fantastic. Again, we're going to be rejoined in just a moment by John Filoni as we continue talking about relationships in business and why it's so important. Don't touch that dial. We've got a lot more in store for you. You're listening to Get Down to Business. You can get on my website, shalomkline.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the big show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Again, we've been continuing our conversation with John Filoni. We've been chatting about the seven 
covenant principles, your key to great relationships. Um, and it's interesting because, again, reading your background, John, uh, I know you are the founder and CEO of Stock Squirrel, a new fintech that democratizes stock ownership. Um, but interestingly, your, uh, your tips, uh, the seven essential strategies for success, has nothing to do with money and all about people. So I don't want to share all the secrets of the book, but can you cover uh, some of the key takeaways that you want um, our listeners to put into practice in the week ahead uh, coming from your seven covenant principles? Well, you know, the, the, the first covenant uh, is the golden rule, and everything foundationally uh, with a covenant relationship is, found, uh, is, is in the golden rule and treating people the way we would like to be treated. And then in the other principles, it extrapolates that into uh, the, the different things about gratitude, compassion, passion, trustworthiness, honesty. So we go through all universal principles, universal laws that work in our relationships with people. Interesting. Fantastic. So again, for the small business owner uh, that's tuning in, I know you have had your own uh, business successes, probably some challenges too, frankly. Um, and as you know, people get started in business, what advice would you have for them, perhaps in line with these seven covenants uh, principles um, or just from your own experience? Just to, to, to be intimate with people beyond the business aspect of having a relationship where you're actually asking them about the passions in their lives uh, and, and truly, sincerely caring about them and pay attention to, because every human being is different, every constituency is different, a team member, an employee, a partner, a vendor, everyone has different values on different things and it behooves us to ask the questions, to get intimate and find out what people value because everyone values different things and it behooves us to find out what those things are and then work on delivering them. Okay, fantastic. So this book is uh, certainly, as you said, intended. It's really all about people and certainly that there's a, uh, that there's a message that's relevant to a little bit of, uh, honestly, everybody that might be, that might be tuning in. Um, so uh, as we think about these past few years and how in some ways strengthened relationships, in some ways it certainly uh, made relationships a little bit more strained, how do you see the future unfolding? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, social media uh, is good and it's bad uh, because the, the you can have many relationships but not deep ones. So I think uh, you've got to be careful with that and for the relationships that you're really trying to establish to get that one-on-one -on -one, uh, relationship and uh, communication and conversation so that we can get beyond... Uh, the just that social uh, uh, social networking uh, shallowness, and I think that's what is really really important to do going forward. Well, John Filoni, I've certainly learned a lot in our conversation together, but we are running out of time. And, I, and the most important takeaway that we can leave people with is to get in touch with you. How can our listeners get in contact with you as well as pick up a copy of this book? JohnFiloni.com. Uh, which gives you my contact information beyond that, whether it be uh, via texting, email. Uh, so johnfaloni.com, and the book is available on Amazon. Absolutely. Uh, that's, where, uh, that's where we're definitely going to send our listeners to. We'll link through our website. Again, the book is called The Covenant Secret, an inspirational tale about uncovering the seven master keys of wisdom and wealth, and you can learn more at johnfaloni.com. John, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. 
Absolutely. I encourage all of our listeners to get on my website, shalomkline.com. We're going to link to all of our amazing guests from this week's show. Again, that website is shalomkline.com. It also gives you a sneak peek of who's going to be on next week on the show, all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. But be sure also to get on your favorite podcast app and subscribe, rate, review, and share. It makes it easier for others to find this program. That's a wrap for us this week. Certainly wishing you a great week ahead to success. Let's get down to business. We'll be back next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.